Hello, everybody, and welcome to Professor P's podcast. I'm Natasha Palumbo, aka Professor P. I'm known for evoking the essence of spirituality by bringing the energetic fire, activating the mind, and speaking the truth. I'm so honored that you are here with us today. I thank you for joining. This podcast is focused on entrepreneurship, empowerment, and energetics. You're going to find a wealth of information inside, guest speakers, and the elixir, a dose of energetic power. So let us join in on today's podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Professor P's podcast. I'm so excited that you're here with me today. I have another guest speaker, and I'm going to bring her on in just a minute, but I'm always so grateful for your likes, your your for your likes, your shares, your subscriptions, uh, your feedback. You're always sending me so much love. And I want to tell you, like, it's candy to me. I just I love words. Number one, words are my love language. And so when I get these amazing um, doses of feedback to me, these little droplets of love wrapped in words just ignites my soul. And I'm really, really grateful that you're all getting so much out of the podcast. I'm excited to bring you another guest speaker. Today, I have Jessica Dawson Brown. She is the CEO of River City Learning Company, Inc., formed and founded in 2016. She owns and directs a preschool-centered license for, get ready, 130 children. Ooh, somebody pray now, right now for, for her. Somebody pray right now. Ages zero to 12. Somebody pray extra hard right now. Zero to 12. In Elk Grove, California, and, and is expecting to graduate with her bachelor's degree in business spring of 2023. That is Professor Palumbo approved. Anyways, most of her childcare experience is in the corporate sector, and she has been in the industry for over 20 years. Her business has won Small Business of the Year by Elk Grove Chamber of Commerce in 2019 and is a tier four out of five school by Sacramento County Office of Education. Jessica, thank you so much for being with us. Um, I'm so excited for you to tell us a little bit about you, a little bit about your journey in entrepreneurship. Um, I know you have a tremendous amount of faith too, so we're going to touch on that today, but welcome in. Thank you for being with us. Tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about your story, your your journey, how you kind of got into childcare, and let's let's just go with it. Thank you so much, Professor P. I'm very excited to be here and share my story and um get to get to know all your your listeners and and give them some encouragement um you don't have to come from much to make things great it's mm. what you do with what you have that can really lead you into bigger and greater things um so a little bit about me um i'm originally from stockton california um my parents were also business owners, but I actually never wanted to own a business because mm -hmm. of the way that um, I saw them work so hard and we didn't have, you know, family vacations. We mm -hmm. were at the business. We didn't have babysitters. We were at the business with them alongside and I didn't like it as a kid. It, I was pretty miserable. <laughs> It was not fun. Like, mm. oh, I can't do anything. I can't go anywhere. I'm stuck here at their business. So it was not a desire for me. Um, however, it landed in my lap and I could not like 
I couldn't go against what was happening. So, you know, that's kind of where everything kind of blossomed. I, I haven't been able to stop myself without tooting my own horn. Like I just, I continue to just keep going and growing. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in Stockton. Um, I went to junior college down there, transferred up to Sac State, uh, originally going to be an elementary school teacher. Um, I had a very strict um, family who didn't let me go anywhere, do anything. So once I hit college, it was, I was a free bird and I was a little too free. And (laughs) yeah, I had my first son. Um, And so that really changed the game for me. I now had um, a little person I had to care for. And um, I was abused as a child, physically, sexually, mentally. And now I had this child that I needed to protect. Mm. And I could not hand him to anybody. He was the light of my life. The one that I was, you know, made to care for. And so I said, well, we're going to be working alongside each other and I'm going to stick to child care. I did it while I was in junior college because I figured, oh, it'd be fun to work with kids while I go to school to be an elementary school teacher. Um, I was qualified at the time. So I said, well, we're going to do that and I'll try to continue to go to school and and move forward that way. It didn't work out. A newborn in college is <laughs> not very easy. I had no family support. They were in a different town. Um, I had minuscule is probably an understatement as far as uh, the father side of support. Um, so I was on my own <clears throat> out of my friends. Like my friends were young. So, you know, they were doing their things. They were going to school. So I didn't have much um, alongside as far as support. I had to do it on my own. Um, but school just, it didn't pan out well for me at the time. Um, so I just continued into the childcare world. Um, and shortly after becoming a preschool teacher at the center that we were working at together, um, I was promoted to, uh, assistant director. So assistant management position. Um, shortly after that, my, my lead, my director was actually terminated. So there I was with very little experience as a manager, open to close 6.30 to 6, running this school on my own. Um, I didn't know much of what I was doing, but I tried to do everything that I could. And um, we did it. Mm-hmm. And I ended up leaving um, the that particular corporation. Um, they have some some HR issues, to say the least. <laughs> Uh, so that was a that was a really rough season for me as a single mom. I lo- I lost that job. I took whatever I could um, yeah. and took a commute 30 minutes away, a lower paying job. Wow. Uh, and then that particular corporation actually has a, had a different um, opening for a more management position. So I went for it and um, <clears throat> I got it. And I was there for about three and a half years um, directing a school age center. Um, it was great. I had a childcare discount. I got to do things on my own, um, run the center how I how I liked. Um, everything worked worked really well. In that time period, I met my husband, and um, obviously we wanted to get married. We did, and then we wanted to have a baby. That particular school only had school age, so I knew I wanted to be close to a new baby. So I went back to the um, younger side, a different center, 
and I didn't like it. Again, it was that same old corporation. I tried to give them a second chance and mm-hmm. um, experience some like pregnancy disability, uh, discrimination type wow. issues. And so my husband said, you know what? You don't have to return. And um, thankfully, God sent me the right man. Yes. Who was fully supportive. And um, we didn't make a whole lot, but we were going to make make it work. And yep. so. We did. I stayed home. I uh, watched another family's ch- uh, children. And so that supplemented the income. And then finally, I was ready to go back to work. And uh, that's when I met you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I became a toddler teacher, downtown SAC. Um, I happened to know, you know, the director at the time. Um, and it worked. I had a child care discount, but it was also costing me yeah and uh, the original position I applied for was an assistant director position um, but they hired within so it was it was a little bit exhausting and I end up ended up quitting the company and walked away from it I, I really loved the the people there obviously I I loved the director but it just wasn't the right fit for us as a family mm-hmm. um, and physically so I left. And then a few months later, she called me back. She said, Hey, I have, I have this assistant director position open again. And it had, you know, an increase of pay, way more benefits. I had free childcare at that point. So boom, it worked perfectly for us. My husband also worked downtown. Um, so it everything aligned the right way, got open the doors the right way to make mm-hmm. it work. And um, I really do believe when it is God's will, there there is no pushback on it. If there's hesitation or if there's like uh, forces kind of against it, it's not God. You're pushing against uh, against a way that that's not the way that God has opened the doors. When God opens the doors, like there's you don't see the loopholes. You don't Just see like, it just opens. Everything is exactly what you need um, for that season. So um, that's what we did. And um, then after a few years, uh, a new position opened up as a director position. But I wasn't sure. I wasn't quite confident yet if mm. that was like where I was supposed to go next. I did need some more income. So I started looking for other positions. Um, so now I found one. And this is the second time I've quit this this particular company. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they said, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are you doing? We have this director position open. This is perfect for you. Um, the downtown school only went up to a certain age. And now my kids were starting to age into out of that type of um, facility this particular facility covered all the ages zero to 12 and so my older boy could come with me as well so I could have both my kids back with me Um, obviously the pay was higher and I'd be running my own school and I was like well I didn't know you guys were interested in me for this position they were like no you'd be perfect for it we want you for it so even after accepting another offer I had to decline (laughs) I quit this company twice but they wouldn't let me go Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> little did I know that was part of God saying, no, I'm not ready for you to leave this. I'm not ready. I, I'm preparing something for you. Um, they let me know in advance the school was low performing, um, but they were confident that I would be able to do what I needed to do to bring it back with um, my experience at the former school. So uh, I went in and it was a hot 
mess to say the least. Um, I really wanted to go in gentle, but um, I really had to put my foot down pretty quickly. You had to go in as a lion. <laughs> I did. I did. The There was, um, there was no organization. There was no um, levels of authority there of, you know, who's in charge. Everybody was running the show. No one, no one followed anybody's lead. They did what they wanted. Mm. And um, after, and then, and then at the end of the night, like I was in a classroom and I was like, this, this is backwards. Like that, that's not my role is in the classroom. My role is on the outside to facilitate the classrooms. And so um, I made some changes. They did not like it. There was very much pushback. Um, I had to fire people within my first week. So I had a lot of cleanup to do. Uh, And I did. That school was underperforming for five years. It was in the red, not doing well. And um, within uh, 10, 11 months, I brought it back to profit. Um, We had a good rapport. We had a good, um, a good uh, reputation in the neighborhood again. Um, it did not have a good reputation when I got there, parents were leaving. I didn't know who was coming, who was going. Uh, we built up enrollment. We had a good solid set of staff. Um, corporate will always tell you to outside market, outside market. You have to work from the inside out. Absolutely. And you, and, and you got to let your product or your service speak. And I can, I could bring people in, but the problem was I I couldn't keep them with what, what things were with the situation. So everything went well. I brought it back to a profit. Um, we were being celebrated and <clears throat> then I got the notification that the vice president wanted to have lunch with me. And I said, Oh, this is different because they don't come to have lunch with you. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're like, Oh, some, something's up. Something's up. Something is up. So, uh, Sure enough, they took me to lunch and they said, we're closing the school. (gasps) Obviously, that was not in my long-term plan. I had taken another job. I had a a plan. I had another job in line. I wouldn't have taken a job knowing in less than a year I was going to be unemployed. Right. So my two choices were unemployment or transfer to a different school in Carmichael, People might not know where that is, but from Elk Grove to Carmichael, there's no easy way. It's not right off the freeway. It was going to be a good, solid 45-minute commute. Or hour. <laughs> yes. And I I had to, you know, make sure my kids got picked up, dropped off from school. And I couldn't expect them to just fully accommodate to my needs. I'm coming in as the newbie. So um, I went to my mentor and I said, hey, they're closing my school. And she said, Jessica, why don't you buy the school? And I said, this is not my plan. Uh, <laughs> like I got a hundred dollars. Literally, I can, I have the receipts. I have the, I've, I have the overdrafts, like emails that month. Like I had a hundred dollars to my name and I said, I, I don't know. And she was like, if anybody can do it, Jessica, you can do it. You can do it. And I was like, well, what do I got to lose? You know, I'm it's unemployment or Carmichael, I can't do that. So it's unemployment or potential business owner. And uh, I said, yes, Um, I really feel like God spoke through her to me 
And when God speaks to you, all he needs is your yes. Yep. He'll take care of the rest. Yeah. So we went for it. Um, I at that luncheon, I said, you know, this is this is devastating to me. Like I worked really hard, blood, sweat, tears, the whole nine. Like I can't return to to my facility right now. I need some time. We were going to have a staff meeting that evening that they wanted to attend because they were going to announce it to the staff. So I went home and that's where I talked to my mentor and I talked to him, obviously talked to my husband. He said, let's go for it. I said, all right, well, here we go. Just jump right in. Just jump right in. I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, went back to the school for that meeting that evening uh, right before the meeting, I pulled the vice president aside and I said, you know, what if somebody wanted to buy the school? And they were like, oh, well, that would be great. That would be the perfect situation. You know, they could just buy the school, take it over. And I said, what if that was me? She goes, you'd be the perfect buyer. I'm going to go ahead and email the president right now and let them know that you're you're interested. And I was like, oh, my God, this is actually happening. What is going on? And um, I, I'm like, OK, what? I can't just tell the whole staff, like, we're going to close, but maybe I'm going to buy it. And then I I need the clientele. So, like, I'm problem solving on the fly. What are we going to do? And I said, is it okay to let the staff know I'm interested in buying? They said, yes. I said, all right. So they announced it to the staff. They're devastated, obviously. Some of these staff have been there. Oh, gosh. It was, like, 15 years at that point. Yeah. This was, like, their home. Um, so they're devastated and crying. And so I said, hey, guys, I need you. I I, I need to make an announcement. And, you know, I'm actually interested in taking over the school and buying the school. And they were like, yes. I said, but I can't do it without you guys. I need I, I can't I can't operate the school by myself. I'm going to need your support. So if you guys I can't do this without you. If you guys aren't in, I can't be in. And so all of them were in agreement. We're going to do, you know, we'll, we'll be here with you guys. It was a crazy ride from that point to officially being licensed. Um, most people, when they're building a business, they take their time. It's years worth of company policies, of building, you know, handbooks. I had no team. The corporate side, I had to duplicate a corporation by myself. I didn't have an HR team. I didn't have a legal team. I didn't have an accounting team. I didn't have any of that. It was me on top of running my school full time like nothing's going on. Right. Running it full time at home, up late, writing policies, right, building, building a whole business within a short period of time. Um, it took over three months. It took over the the um, summer but finally, like it happened. Um, and again, I had no money, none. I had a hundred bucks. I didn't know how I was going to do this. I wa- We were applying for business loans, getting denied. Our credit wasn't great. We were, um, we even at- asked family like, hey, would you be able to help, you know, you know, loan us money? They were like, okay, maybe. Um, the only thing we had was two years prior, we were in a car accident. And so I called that lawyer and said, Go ahead and settle it. I don't care what what it is at this point. I need every penny, every penny I can get. It was less than fifteen thousand dollars. My rent was sixteen thousand. 
And the deposit for the building was supposed to be twenty eight thousand dollars. So I didn't even have enough for the first month's rent, <laughs> let alone all of the, I don't, I don't have the electricity money. I don't, I don't have any of that, but God, you're going to, you're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, the company ended up leaving us their deposit. We had no deposit for this building. This is not a cheap building. This is a $3 million building. I did not have to pay a deposit. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the way everything worked out in the end I paid nothing to the corporation. The corporation handed me a $50 check because of prepayments and tuition and the way things balanced out and the changeover happened at the right time. No money came out of my pocket. To to buy this? No, none. Oh my God. Let's just have a moment for that. You've said so much, but we need a moment for, again, I tell people all the time, be a faithful employee, be a loyal and faithful employee. You never know when you will go from employee to employer, from employee to owner. You'll never know. Wow. That was just said here. Here's a gift. Here's a gift. A hundred percent. And no deposit. I like if you calculated up the value of that, what was the value of the business selling? And then the value of the deposit, how much value have you thought about the value of all those things um well i know like there i'll take a quick example there's another preschool um a little bit smaller than mine their business is selling at $750,000 okay $750,000 let's just take that number 750 how much was the deposit for the building 28,000 28,000 so now we're at 728,000 16,000 for rent 16,000 for rent OMG, 728 plus 16. Now we're at 744,000. And you have payroll. There's payroll. I have to pay these people. I have to buy janitorial supplies. I have to buy food to feed the children. I have to pay the electricity bill. I have to pay the HOA fees. I have, yeah, there was, there was a lot that, yeah. We could, we we could add a whole nother hundred grand or more onto this. One fifty, just to be Easily. safe. Yeah, seven forty-four. I'm literally got my calculator, you guys. Right probably here. around a, a good million. Almost. Yeah. Yep. Right. But I mean, and when you say because it came out to eight ninety-four, right? That's just some fun math. Eight hundred ninety-four thousand. Rounded up. That's nine hundred. Rounded up. That's a million dollars. At so the my, start, my yes, my yes and my hundred dollars was God one million. Look at that. Look at God. First of all, I'll, I, I'll scream. I'll run around my own church right now. <laughs> I'll scream because God is not to be played with. God is like, oh, really? Okay. All I need you to do is trust and surrender. So then you get in there. Okay. So you get this. They're like, yeah. <laughs> what I, I think the best part I love is they handed you a $50 check back. Yeah. They handed me a $50 check. Um, the transaction they, I it wasn't really clear with like how much I was actually going to pay to buy this business. And knowing what I know now is totally different, but I was like, I don't know like how much I'm, I don't know what I'm buying. They sold me the equipment. That's what they sold me. They sold me the equipment. They sold me everything sitting in the building. And so they, the official number was $500. <laughs> I'm so I'm about to have a fit right now. <laughs> Monthly and janitorial supplies was over $500. 
You bought a business for five hundred dollars because I bought the equipment. I bought the equipment. You bought the equipment. I bought the equipment. Took a new lease, and the employees stayed with me. I cannot right now. It's so similar to my story with start to finish files too. He gave it to me on a startup plan. Twenty. I always say it was a gift. Twenty thousand dollars, but it was equipment. I bought. I got equipment. I got employees. I got all the clients. I got everything. Twenty thousand dollars. The 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 business was valued way more than that. It was making six high, high, very high six figures. There was potential, mad potential for growth, which I took it and did that exact thing. It was it was a complete gift. And yeah. I had a pay- and it was, was a payment plan. <laughs> yep. I, I was handed a profited, profiting business. And I had obviously built the reputation, built the rapport, built the trust with the staff, built the trust with the families. So I was pretty confident everybody was going to stay. Yeah. But had that happened, you know, a, a month in, they didn't know me. They wouldn't know to trust me. No, it wasn't ready a month in either. I mean, God sent you to, you know, basically the desert. Yeah. It was dry. <laughs> it, was, it was dry. You made, you listen, you took them dry bones and you said, let me put some water on them. Oh, I love it. I love it. So then, okay. So now how long have you owned the, I, I've watched this all happen to everyone. Like I've seen her. So again, she mentioned about where she met me. She, Bella's 12. Okay. So we've known each other 12 years because Bella was an infant. She came yep. to um, the daycare that's downtown that she talked about at a, at a baby at, at like six months old, something around there is when she started attending and was there for a few years. Um, and uh, that is how I met Jessica. Amazing spirit, just an amazing uh, woman. And uh, again, the director there, we know her, she's amazing. And I've watched her journey though. I've We've been connected ever since. And I've seen her, I've seen her go from being a director to being a business owner. And the story has been quite fascinating to me to watch, especially because I, you know, entrepreneurship, love it. I love empowerment. And I've known a little bit about, you know, I've seen you start to open up and share a little bit more about your story and that it wasn't always the best that you do come from some trauma, little T, big T, I don't care. Everybody's got one of those T's. Big (laughs) T, big T for sure. Big T for sure. And I love how you talked about that was your motivating factor is that you're this little human to how old were you when you had your son? What age? I was 23. So I wasn't were, super young, but I was young. You were young. I, I mean, was I was young. 21 with Alan and it was like, that's it. Hands off. I like, I don't care who you are. I'll, I'll, I'll kill you over this baby right here. Yeah. Like, I knew, I knew from beginning that like I was destined to be a mother and I yes. would do everything in my power yes. for my babies yes. because of everything that I had went yes. through. Yes. And I was determined to not have them go through what I went through and to at my most power minimize whatever I could to traumatic experiences. And, yes. And and think that's what led me to work with children too. I yeah. wanted them to have a safe space, yeah. a healthy space, a place where they were valued, loved, regardless of it might be rough at home. They had a safe space where so important. They felt loved. They so felt important. cared for. They learned their value. Yeah. So, so important. I mean, not, this is your life's mission. You are a child ad- advocate, right? This is your life's mission. You are covering, you are a, a, an earth angel for children, right? A covering for them. I mean, 
more than that, but definitely that's a huge piece. And that comes from your story. And I always say that that's our purpose. Like whatever we went through, that's our purpose. That's, that's why I share so boldly and, and unapologetically. I'm like, here it is. Like, and cause I can remember asking God, you know, like how much more can be like just a little bit more. I was like, don't you think I've been through enough already? Like you looking at somebody who's been through so much. Yeah. Yeah. You almost there. I said, almost there. We've been there. Okay. You know, you, how you go back with God. You'd be like, no, I've been there. You'd be like, no, you, you almost there. I'm making you more relatable. You know, yeah. and today, as I fast forward, I realize, you know, how important it is. And I continue to go through things. I mean, you've seen me, you know, even losing my granddaughter and how traumatic that was and the experience. And But I get to share now in this um, another piece. And there's another piece for me to step into. And so that you, you having your son young, you know, that definitely reshapes us. Uh, we go immediately to this extreme protection. I, I mean, I, I had it. I still have it. Um, it led you to wanting to care, you know, have your children with you, also caring for other children, being faithful and loyal along the way, you know, leaning in and trusting God and then getting this business, not knowing, and it's a lot running a business right now. Now, I mean, you were directing before. And so what was happening is the corporate was handling the bills and taking care of the pay and all that you would just, you know, I need this and here's this, you know, but now you got to take care of all that too. It's a yeah. whole new world, right? And coming into that, like I knew some of it um, and I knew it was going to be a big undertaking. And so it's not something to be taken lightly and, and making sure that you have the right counsel. I went to my pastors. Mm-hmm. I went to other business owners. Mm-hmm. I would not have done it without my pastor's blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a very deep connection with my pastors. They are my spiritual mother and father. So they know me, they know what is, what is in my best interest. And, Mm -hmm. um, they did give us our, give us our blessing to move forward and other, um, business owners. I talked to them about the situation and they were like, how is this? Like, how, how is this happening? Like, this doesn't make sense. And I said, Mm -hmm. yeah, it doesn't. I went to the SBA, you know, to make sure I covered my bases with them because I didn't know what I was getting into and making sure I covered city, county, state, mm-hmm. federal, all of that. And and the um, the man that I spoke with and was giving us advising, he was like, if you don't take this, I'll take this like this. He's like, I cannot find anything that is wrong with this transaction or this like this uh, acquisition. He's like, there's there's nothing you you have to try to find whatever is in the background. Is, is there any liens? Is there any like potential, like bad, anything? There was nothing. He's like, I can't find anything. So if you don't take this, I'll take this. And I don't even know this, know this industry. It, so it, make it, sure it, you have the right, like, just, you have to be smart about it. You can't go blindly, but making sure you have the right counsel in, in the physical, in the spiritual yeah. Um, that way, you know, like all your bases are covered. Counsel and covering. So both are very important. I can remember when I did first get start to finish, I I, I went to my pastor at the time and received, you know, uh, covering over it and a blessing over it. And, um, and I continue to seek counsel to that. I have a mentor who I go to and I went right to him right before I formed. I said, oh, it's looking like we're going to 
form a corporation. I'm not doing this without your covering, you know, your direction. I went to my pastor. I said, we're, we're going to form a corporation. We're about to go and I'm about to be a corporation. I'm about after 20. And this one, I didn't see coming either. I want to tell you, it was, it was another being loyal position where I was being loyal. And this person said, you have first right to refusal to take this contract over. And this is why, and I was like, oh, I've got to incorporate now. And I always knew in the back I'd become a corporation, but I didn't realize I had no clue, right? It was like, yeah, it was another yeah. handover moment. It was another, God had already had it all prepared, all aligned. And I can remember strategically too, as I was shifting strategically from one organization to another. And I always tell people, when you go from good to great, there's a grieving process. And it's important that you honor that grieving process. And I grieved leaving the one to go to the other, to take this big radical leap. This is so funny. God, you're so funny right now. Listen, Holy Spirit, have your way. Uh, Cause I'm totally having an epiphany right now how I just said yes and that's back to you all all God needs is our yes and I I, I say this too with all due respect that's the one thing we get to have pride in because I asked God I was like we can't have no pride in nothing yeah you can I said what well oh my God tell me what it is because I'm so excited because I do so much he said yeah you can have pride in your yes he said everything else belongs to me Natasha I said okay 100 percent we've because stated, we've stated it from the beginning this business is God's business it's not ours Yep. We've been chosen to steward this business. Yep. And it, whatever he wants to do with it is his control. And at the end of the day, the business is faithful to him. Oh, the business is faithful to him because he is the best business partner you could ever have. You know, he's the best business partner. You, you can't go wrong with this business. This business partner always has capital. Always has yeah, cattle yeah. on the hill. Yeah. <laughs> Always has <laughs> liquidity. <laughs> it's very there's liquidity in this. You know this. He always has the right answers. Always has the solutions. Always has the right. And wisdom. even if it's not what we thought, and we did come to that understanding too when we we're forming and starting. Like if this is not what you want, we accept that too. Having that acceptance, like, yes, this seems like a big deal and a huge change for us, but God, if it's not like we accept that too. Mm -hmm. And, and there's been other situations where, um, in our home buying process, um, where we went to go put an offer on a home, we were in escrow for one day. It didn't work out. Uh, that had to do with the lender because we weren't in business long enough. And we gave him that information. He's like, no, it's fine. You've been doing this business for a long time. And we were like, but we've been told we have to be in business so long before we can step into this. No, it'll be fine. It was exactly what we thought. And it was a beautiful home, beautiful home. And we couldn't, we couldn't obviously go through with it. And little did we know God was literally building us a home from scratch a few years later where we bought our new build on a new development. Our whole neighborhood is brand new. Brand new. And like, I was beyond like astonished. Like, God, you saved this little piece of land on this earth for me and my family. Yes. Yes. Like and that has is so much more in store for you. Jessica, there's so, there's so much more in store for you. So how long have you now been in business as the business owner um, we celebrated, uh, just celebrated six years, um, in August. And, uh, I, 
I can't tell you how quick that that went. That went so fast. Super fast. We went into it and signed a 10-year lease. I have never signed a lease longer than a year. (laughs) Years of my life. Like, this is for real, for real. And there's no backing out. Like, I don't have a backup plan. And uh, now we're at year six. And so now we're, we're in the the tail end of our lease, um, we have some options to continue on for um, like 10 more years after that. But now is like, okay, where's, where are we shifting next? What is happening next? And, um, but six years, like five years was like midpoint. Now, now we're at the, we're over the the hill. You're over the hill for sure. Yeah. So it's been quite the journey for sure. Yeah, it has gone. But the faith that you have is, remarkable the faith that you as a family have because this takes family faith the faith of you two believing that it's going to be different for your family as you being a business owner that took a lot actually I'm sure that was very triggering to think about you had a lot of memories I'm sure that came up and would have hindered you in a way because you were resistant to being a business owner for the fear of losing the family time right and i'm sure that played psychologically somehow a little bit it had to because it's just there in our in our brains in our body in our nervous system this is the depth of what we endure it's, it kind of gets locked into our cells um but i want to say that i have witnessed that you that it's not like that for your family because you are the most you are so fascinated with disney i swear why are you not in disney right now okay, we're just, just gonna have back. a real just came back I, of course I you did back. This woman swears she is Disney. I have never seen somebody so upset. Can I use the word obsessed? Because I think you are slightly obsessed. Is this true? I'm 100% obsessed. Okay. And I, this, and now I'm, I, and now I, this is how much you, your obsession rolls into other people. I'm going through, you know, the social media and I'm looking through and the ads show up of the Disney dresses for Christmas. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, I got to get this over to Jessica. Jessica needs to see all these Disney dresses, Christmas, Disney. And it's got all these Disney dresses to pick from. I said, oh, Jessica needs one of these. I mean, we, we know you. Disney, you, okay. What is it? When did this fascination with Disney begin? Because because your family is definitely not missing out on family time. I want to check that box. She said, no, we can own a business and take trips to Disney. We work hard and we play harder. A hundred percent. I'm not going to take this business and let it overrun me being a mother, me being a wife Mm. at all. Um, So, yes, there is sacrifice, but we're going to play hard and we're going to enjoy um, my fascination with Disney, um, I actually just had this conversation this weekend, probably because of trauma mm. and watching those movies, those kid movies, those Disney movies, you know, and, and just like letting myself go into those fantasy worlds. And as a child, you know, the dandelions you blow on yeah. every single dandelion I got, my wish was, I want to go to Disneyland. I want to go to Disneyland. I want to go to Disneyland my whole childhood. My senior year, um, I did take a job um, against my full dad's wishes. He didn't want me to get distracted from going to school, but I took a job because I did want to do everything my senior year. And whether it was a trip or whatever I wanted to purchase that year, I didn't want anything stopping me from having a full enjoyable senior year. And one of those things was my Disneyland grad trip. So I fully paid for my Disneyland grad trip and my 
senior trip to Hawaii, both of those items. Um, and that was the beginning of the end <laughs> <laughs> for my desire to travel. Um, I, I, you know, I, I spoke earlier about my parents were very strict. They didn't let me go anywhere. didn't let me do anything, but I wanted to go places. I wanted to do things. I wanted to see things. Disneyland, obviously the top of my bucket list. I had the most amazing time at my graduation uh, grad night in Disneyland and all my dreams came true that day of enjoying Disneyland. And, and so it, it was a while before I could go. I went on a few trips here, or there, but um, there's a long time um, that I did not obviously being a single mom and um, a one income with supplemental income on the side. So uh, it took until my son was five for his, my older son till he was five, till we could start trips as a family. And so that was our first trip. And um, I probably cry on every single trip <laughs> just because like the memories that we make, like family memories are so important and God places importance on family. And he, I know that his desire for me is to have the family that I desired to be the mom, to be the mom that I needed to have the father that they needed. Um, and I know he has a hand in all of that. He chose my husband for me. He chose my husband to be the one to say, you know, yes, we're going to move forward and following his lead with that. And, and when my faith was like, babe, I don't know if this is going to work. Like I, I, I'm, I, I don't know. And he's like, no, it's going to, it's going to, God's going to make a way. Um, and so being able to lean on him, um, when my faith is lacking, I can come to him and he can help like put me in a place of, of comfort and security when I'm feeling like I don't know what to do anymore. And so being able to have that solid family, spend solid family time, show my kids places that they don't realize that a lot of kids don't don't see. Um, they have traveled the world and they've gotten to swim with stingrays in the Bahamas. Like I I'm grateful to God. Like you have provided these amazing opportunities to my kids and and planting that in them for their kids and their kids and their kids. Yeah. The beginning of a legacy of knowing the world that God has created and the beauty in it, um, regardless if it's Disneyland or Disney Hong Kong, or if it's, uh, you know, going to Trinidad and serving on a missions trip. That was one of my most favorite memories of a missions trip um, with my oldest son was being able to take him and for him to minister to other mm. other kids and and share his story of. Um, coming from a single mom and being adopted um, by my step, uh, by his stepfather and my husband. So having a father, God provided a father for yeah. him. And, um, you know, so that's, it's big, like, God, you've made a way for our family and our family has um, purpose for this, for this world. Absolutely. I just keep thinking and I keep seeing you as a little one blowing on these dandelions and the, and the little the little pieces of them lifting off into the sky, you know, and God collecting each little tiny wish inside. You know, if you think about a dandelion and all the little 
pieces, the little particles on it. I don't know what you call those exactly, but yeah, it was, it was that childlike faith, that faith, (laughs) God, God, one day you're going to take me to Disneyland. God, one day, I know the trauma that I've dealt with. And I know one day, like, you're going to take me to my dream. You're going to take me to my dream. And it, and it was, it was deeper than Disney though. Disney was what was the escapism for the child because Disney provided this alternate world, this alternate reality where things were magical and safe and, and uh, transformational and joyous and exciting and adventurous, you know, Disney with all those elements and, and God took that, but there were so many pieces. I just think about the dandelion wish and, and how you converted it into um, surrendering to the will of God, right. From the wish to the will of God and trusting in it. It's really remarkable. This is why I say God is in every little detail of our life. Our suffering is not in vain. I, I I tell people all the time, I'd much rather suffer on this side of eternity than the other side. Trust that baby. Trust that. <laughs> okay, honey, I'm going to get it in right here. Um, then the other side, and I, it's an honor to suffer with Christ. It's, it's such an honor and our suffering is necessary until it's no longer necessary. And then we get to see, we get to see an extraordinary life. And it doesn't mean suffering will cease always because there might be another purpose of a different type of suffering. Like I said, I never saw my, I, I never saw Nala's passing coming. I never thought I'd be a woman who would say she watched her son, you know, hold the baby and she passed in his arms and 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 hold his wife in her heart and and comfort them and carry that and that, that nobody prepares you for anything yeah, like yeah. that you know you know you never know and I and I say that to you all that that you know because some of you may be like oh, man, I've endured it a lot too Professor P and and you know I encourage you in that suffering that that it is necessary until it's no longer necessary and then you begin to see and and God is with you in that in all the details I wouldn't change one I wouldn't change one molecule. Not one moment, not one, you would endure it all again. Yes, I would. Absolutely. 100% uh, because, I, because of where I am today and what I see today and what I get to experience today. And um, I really love how much you've shared with us. And I really um, and I, I encourage you. You have amazing faith. You are uh, leading the way for others too, right? I mean, this faith is resonating off of you, right? I want to just give you that encouragement that, People are encouraged by your faith and taking radical leaps of faith and trusting God like that. And then seeing what God does, that's so encouraging, you know, to others. We're we're never going to, we're never not going to experience hard times. Being a Christ follower doesn't, doesn't mean that your life will be easy at all. Um, So either you're going to go through sufferings and hard times with or without, and I'd rather go with God at my side. So that when I'm crying, when in a, when I'm in despair, like I go to him and I lay it down to him and I'm just like, God, you're in control and I trust Your will you be have done. my best interest. You know the right plans for my life. You know the right plans and the path and who to speak to. And you will bring those people and you will bring those paths and Anything that I do, I potentially can mess that up. And I don't want to be the one to do that. Right. So you do it. I'd rather do it with him. Um, and 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 it's been tough. Like there's being a business owner, 
Yeah, I don't I don't know that it's ever been like smooth sailing. There's always shifting and and changing. Um we recently <laughs> had to make a huge leap of faith. And uh I was I was subcontracted um and I came to a place of we need to we need to walk away from this and not continue this contract anymore. Um and this contract held 75% of my revenue. Um and Anybody in the natural world would say, absolutely not. We're not walking away from 75%, but this is this is God's business and his way. And the way that it was going, it was pulling away. Like I couldn't, I couldn't give like I gave before. Mm. And the whole point of this business is to to be a business that gives. Mm-hmm. And when you're pulling from God that doesn't align with me Mm -hmm. and it was taking more control of my business. And so it became less of my business and more of what they, they wanted and they controlled. And so I said, you know, I, I need, I need to go back to the roots of what we started. And, and so we walked away from it and um, we have, we're not, we're still not at a hundred percent, but we've had growth. We've been able to continue without that, um, we've been making a way and, and things have been working out and, um, there's a different atmosphere, the atmosphere that, that God intended to be in the building, um, the right people that are working with us. So, um, it's going back to what the roots were and, and what God intended. And yeah. it's not easy. Like you're going to go through these hard times. You're ha- going to have to make these really difficult decisions, um, but if you don't have the right mindset and you don't have God with you and you don't have that relationship with him, you're not in his word so he can speak to you, you're not going to know his way. You're just going to know your way. And our way from the beginning has been <laughs> has been one that we want to go our way and do it our way. And then we mess up mm-hmm. and, and you can't go that way. It'll be you it'll be a rougher road. You you can still make it, but it might be a rougher road. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but regardless, God is still always going to be there with his open arms. Like I'm here still, I'm here mm-hmm. still. So even always. if you made a mistake or even if you made a bad choice, like I am always here to redeem you and take care of you. Yeah. There's nothing that separates us from the love of God. Nothing at all. That's the word. No, he's, he's such a patient God and, and he's such a loving God. And he, regardless of anything that we do, like he never will step away from us. Mm -hmm. No, never. And you know, little as much if God is in it, right? That little hundred, that little 500, that little 25% left remaining after giving up little as much if God is in it. You can't, you can't get any better than having God in it, uh, honestly, because there is no, there is no greater gift than what God himself can bring to your business and your life. And, you know, um, I'm so, I'm so glad that you came and joined us. What would you, what's the last little bit of wisdom you would give to say, there's a single mom out there listening. And, you know, honestly, she's, she's waiting for the heart's desire. She's hoping there's a father that will come along for her child. And, She's blown on dandelions herself. I mean, but she just, I know your story. It sounds so good, but I don't know, Jessica, if I have that same faith. I don't know. What what encouragement would you give to to this person out there? I would definitely 
tell them first and foremost, find a local church, find a local church. You never know until you're there, the, the goodness that can be within the church um, and finding a covering and finding the right pastors that will um, counsel you and give you the guidance, um, the resources available within the church. There may be a business opportunity within the church. That's not to say there aren't bad churches, but there's also bad doctors. That shouldn't stop you from seeking out a, um, a local home church and becoming um, a part of a church. That is definitely the start. Build your relationship with God. God will open those doors. And, uh, you know, as far as a father, God will be a father to the fatherless. He says it clearly in his word. Mm-hmm. And he will be your husband. He will take care of you until a physical person that is ready and willing to step into that role is ready for you if that's his desire. So getting your relationship with God, getting into his word, letting him open up those doors. Had we not been part of our church, I don't believe that this would have panned out the way that it did. But just because we, we learned the principles that we needed to be faithful to be good employees, to be good leaders. Those are things that the church helped develop us and developed mm-hmm. our character and and made it so that people recognize the goodness in us because it's the goodness that God has placed in us. Um, and so I really believe like that that's number one. And uh, you know, be be faithful to the relationships you have, be a faithful employee. Um, I am not a fan of the culture that has been set in this world right now. Um, Don't burn your bridges. No one's forcing you to stay somewhere, but never burn your bridges because you never know Mm -hmm. what connections other people carry. And my mentor that told me, go for it. I was a terrible employee to her. But she was an amazing boss. Mm. And she is now one of my, I am probably her biggest fan. And she is now my colleague, my mentor. Mm. I was a young, dumb college student who would call out. And instead of terminating me, she said, what can I do to support you? How can we make this better? And Mm. had I not had her in my life to speak to me in that moment, I wouldn't have had that little piece of encouragement that pushed me forward. So don't burn those bridges. Keep those connections. Networking is big. Networking is is something that you want to keep connections with people. Don't think that that uh, people haven't placed God in the or God hasn't placed people in the right positions. God speaks on your behalf to those people. The answers to your problems are held within people. Yeah. So you need to make sure that your relationships with people are good, that you are faithful. God will do the rest. Mm -hmm. And you never know when an opportunity can come up that you can step into. Yeah. Just be ready. Boots by the door. 
Always, water, always. Water in the bucket. Exactly. And and you never know when you're going to use those those people in those places. When I first um, got the business and I needed HR support, I was able to to reach out to my old HR um, person and say, yeah. hey, I have a question. Yeah. That that that's valuable. To so get. much value. There's I, so much value that came through connections seeing. with people are so valuable. Human capital. Knowledge. Knowledge is valuable. And sometimes that's held in different resources within other people. Yes. You um, don't have to know everything, you just know how to get the answer. Yes. And the right people. Again, I think you mentioned some some amazing things. I'm just gonna recap it for a minute because I think they're so important to to re-say is that your faith and God, that covering, find yourself a good Bible-based church and um, anchor in and, and get under good word and, you know, begin to seek for yourself. It's a relationship. It's not a religion, everyone. It's a relationship with God and build that with the Lord and, and, and anchor in that faith and get yourself good people around you. It is your environment around. It's the words you're listening. You know, she's mentioning about how she went to church and this was building characters because she was under word and there was this word delivered and, and how you live your life. And they were practicing this. They weren't just digesting it and then throwing it back up, right? Uh, looking like they're doing it. They were really practicing and continue to practice and that built their character and continues to build their character and their environment was a reflection of that keeping a good environment around you got to let go of these toxic people they cannot come with you said that before you've got to let go of those things you've got to get mentors you need a mentor you need a coach you need guides to help you you don't have to do this life alone god is all about relationships it's what's so important for us to understand is god is a relationship god god is a generational god again you heard her speak about the legacy you know you got to find that why within you that why is not money money will naturally gravitate to you or why has to be deeper You've heard her express her why here, this why to be different for her children and the legacy of her children's children and forthcoming of the descendants that will still be yet coming, right? And I want you to understand something, how you operate yourself in your workplace always counts. It's always going to be a reflection on you, never that organization, never that business, you, because you could work in a really bad place and be an amazing person in there. And everybody's going to come right to you because they can feel that wonderful energy. Now you won't stay in a negative place too long with a good energy. Okay. Cause you won't be able to, to, to maintain it. Uh, but people will see that out. They'll see you're the one different. Right. And so you want to understand your character is so important. Your networks are so important. Build those networks out. I want to commend you on the work that you're doing and a covering on the future work that's coming forward for you, uh, taking that little bit of um, faith, that mustard seed of faith and running with it from employee to employer, from blowing on the dandelions and making wishes to the divine will of God. I love it. It's beauty for ashes. It's what it is. It's beauty for ashes. It's just it's just a beauty for ashes. Are yeah, you willing to with the en- Yeah, what the enemy meant for destruction, no way. God has used for good. God has used for good and will continue to use for good. I really appreciate you coming and sharing your story. I hope it's encouraged my listeners out there. This is an amazing story, and she's on an amazing journey with her family. 
I have linked in her website, her contact information, all in the description below. Make sure you reach out to Jessica, everyone. Make sure that you get connected with her and just send her kudos and support and continue to keep 130 children. Listen, just keep praying, <laughs> y'all. Just keep praying. Jessica, thank you for being with me today. It's really been an honor so and a much. blessing. Um, I am really grateful to God. God is, again, so detailed that our, our alignment was uh, precise as well all those years ago to continue to have still formed this relationship over time. And it's an honor to know you. And thank you for being on my show today. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to speak. You are so welcome. Thanks everyone for listening today. I hope you received a lot out of that episode and are feeling energized and ready for whatever lies ahead. If you did enjoy it, I'd appreciate it if you'd share it out. Thank you in advance for doing so. Please also connect with me on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Natasha M. Palumbo. And until next time, be encouraged, be empowered, and as always, be well.